Oh, hello, diary listeners. Man, it was such a great holiday that I lost all track of time and space. I thought today was Tuesday, but it's not. It's Wednesday. And uh, Rico, Rico had to remind me of what day it was. It was pretty shameful. But yeah, it was a, it was a great holiday. I hope all of you had a great holiday. I thank you for coming back to hear about part two of Mr. Byron Brooks's diary entry, which is so cool. He's uh, performing this New Year's. I wish him a lot of luck. Uh, We're dubbing the second half of his diary entry, False Confidence or True Success. Enjoy, listeners. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, the reality is I've had people ask me how I can exist in these thought spaces of mine. I said, well, we're all deluded. Yeah, and that, that's that's yeah. the truth. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we all are. It's just that I'm I'm hip to the knowledge that I get to choose my own delusion. And mm-hmm. f- I, what I consider crazier is choosing a delusion that makes you upset every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Absolutely. Like that's that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah every t- generally, that's that's my um that's my short answer for people when they ask me why did I start doing mixed martial arts? Like false confidence. Yeah. <laughs> why did you start doing confidence uh, comedy? False confidence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's well, what it is. You know, to bring back Joe Rogan, he, I like, I remember one of his last specials that I saw was like, you know what I realized about most people? It's not the smartest person. It's the most confident person in the room that yep. gets to do it. You know, they just walk yep. in and be like, I don't know. I don't know. I do. I know. And then everybody yeah. follows them. And it's like, yep. what the fuck is happening? This guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. it's so true. It's uh and that's why I love I love comedy because I for me, you know, uh I, life does have a lot of meaning. Um I, there's part of me that really wishes that I could take myself less seriously. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why I love comedy. I mean, my boyfriend, he's he's incredibly funny. I think that that's part of the reason why we're together is because yeah. no matter what, no matter that's how important. much. <laughs> Someone's got to be funny. <laughs> however much he pisses me off, uh, he manages to make me laugh again. And I'm just like, thank nice. God you have that because there's no other way. <laughs> You're absurd. And this is absurd half the time. But you can make me laugh. <laughs> there you go. Um, speaking about that, like, I, I know you have uh, a child and all of that. How, how has been managing, managing family, family life in conjunction with all of these different aspects? Or do you think that it helps manage them better? Um, the cool thing about comedy is it happens generally right as my son's going to bed. Okay. So I even, you know, when I was working a full-time job and doing comedy, I was able to come home help them with homework, eat dinner with the family. And then, you know, as they're winding down, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, right. See, so, you know, see, see you in the morning. Uh, so it's actually like, people ask me that all the time. Like, when do you have to, I actually have a lot of time on my hands. That's um, great. I'm, I'm also very, very OCD about scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can get a lot done because I make a schedule for myself um, and I'm pretty consistently keep to that schedule. Uh, so I'm able to, you know, work a part-time job, go train, lift weights, teach, and then, you know, spend time with my family and do comedy and still get, you know, a decent eight hours of sleep. So that's great. It's all about planning. You know, if you yeah. plan it correctly, you can do it. You know, do- instead, most people just make excuses. Yeah. Do you use um because I I live by my Google Calendar and yeah. is that what you use or do you have um, a different planner? Google Calendar for certain things. So comedy always Google Calendar. Okay. Um 
work kind of just kind of figure works out itself. So does the training unless uh, the only thing that really throws me curveballs is when a comedian needs a flyer done or a comedian needs some type of graphic design work. And then that's that's like, OK, I need to start doing that now so I can get it to them so they can start promoting their event. So yeah. that's generally like a drop. When someone asks me for a flyer, it's like, I was going to play video games for two hours, but it looks but, like I'm going to have to do this flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> flyer. <laughs> well, that's cool, though. That's really yeah. cool. Well, and you got to, I mean, again, I'm I'm sure your ADD appreciates on yeah. certain levels that that kind of just arresting at any moment. Like, yeah. it, it can be yeah. it can be draining, but um yeah dude i uh i i've i've recently uh taken on and and i'm i'm searching my heart about it but uh a more i'm I'm investigating some things in my community right now that are about our hoa and more of like the the legal political kind of community kind of things and mm-hmm. dipping into this i am like oh my god this is making me so angry. And I'm like, this is making me so angry. That's funny. And I'm like, there's just the levels of what, and you know how much we pay into a system that when you figure out like how off point they are and everything, you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, oh yeah. It's like 12 year olds are running it, right? (laughs) With zero excuses as to why they're not getting it done. And you're like, and like you said, you know, like, I think that's normal people's like, like gauge of, of like efficiency is like a low B. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I'm not that I'm a straight A. Like if I, if I can get the A, I'm going to go for the A, you know? Yeah. And I I, can't. (laughs) <laughs> I, that might be a fault for me because I actually stress myself out like because I, I strive for perfection. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. even uh, like I was I, think- I came off the stage the other day. Um, I had recorded my set. I did not do bad at all. I got a lot of laughs. But when I came back to the to the um, green room and guys were like, good set. I was like, that was trash. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean because i want everything to be perfect i want to per i don't want a 95 percent good set i want a hundred percent good set you know uh so i'm a little hard on myself sometimes yeah well i think that's the key to successful people yeah. um yeah. honestly and any mm-hmm. and that's that's something that i'm glad that you're putting out there is because you know, that's the difference between people who climb and people who don't is the standard Absolutely. they set for themselves. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I deal constantly with very hungry people because the attraction of this podcast is it says apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So it, it pulls in a lot of news. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I'm so gr- glad because that's that's the caliber of people I wanted to reach because they're the most hungry and the most passionate. And that's that beautiful time in their mm-hmm. um phase of life where i don't want them to get discouraged like you said every year's better and better and better it takes time you have to keep grinding you're you're pretty much always going to feel like you're in mud um you know like trudging along like am i even making any am i making any like motions here like <laughs> um what i guess uh i going back to what you said about it feeling like trash do you think what do you think was the reason for that um is it because you're just analyzing all the little things that you know in your head is going no, wrong it, it, no it 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 does like if it's so comedy is so funny i could tell one joke on a friday mm-hmm. and it absolutely kills a room i tell that same joke the same way to a different crowd on saturday and they'll chuckle at it and that shouldn't bother me but it does, <laughs> you know, it, and, so it, and, it also, like... and it also goes back to like the zoom thing where I was saying with the guy with the, with the, in the underwear, like sometimes I'll look out into the crowd and they're laughed, they're laughing, but their body posture isn't saying that they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And that and I might get laughs the whole set and I'll come off the stage. Like they hated me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Guy sat there the whole time with his arms crossed. Like, what's up with that? You know, and I probably shouldn't be. There's a a great stuff. Yeah. Do you do you like any like self-help books or anything like that? I know it's kind of like that's laughable in itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's, um, there's one I really know I haven't, but I probably should be reading so. Yeah. Okay, there's one that um, you know, it 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 has its own like faith-based things. The one thing okay. that I've recommended somebody to, they didn't like the the kind of, I guess, spiritual aspects of it. Okay. Um, but it was recommended to me because I was having problems with boundaries and communication and I really needed it. And it's called the four agreements by Dom Miguel Ruiz. And um, just to kind of give you a preface um, to think about before, if you do, you know, I want to give this nugget of truth because first of all, I know Don would love it if I, you know, shouted out his book, but also um, I'm not giving very much away Mm-hmm. When I talk about the four agreements, they you can look them up and get the get the general gist of them. But the book goes into further depth. Um, but the four are to be impeccable with what you say, to never assume, never take it personally, and always do your best. So mm-hmm. if you enact, and it sounds like uh, you struggle with the never take it personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a big yeah. one. That's a big yeah. one within service too. And it is a big one for people who are the straight A people mm-hmm. because, you know, you get so hung up in your own head about how you're perceived or, you know, it be, and like you said, we're all a bunch of egomaniacs and things like that. It's like, it's, it's a very kind thing though, because it's the ego that wants to, to it wants to control the whole, you know, phase Absolutely. of things that are not within your control. You can only, really control 50% of the dynamic mm-hmm. and then you got to let go of the other and then really determining what is yours to command is, is super hard. <laughs> um, yeah. again, I think that I would do great with crowd work because I used to be a hairstylist and, um, nice. <laughs> so you got all the scoop <laughs> watching people in a mirror and paying attention to how they were and having to perform for them, literally perform like on the, on, you know, every half hour, a new person and like, you know, giving somebody a, a sense of gratification and, and fulfilling them and making them feel, you know, good again and restoring them a little bit on a half hour basis is, is like a great, I mean, I had, I had somebody, um, one of my peers in tattooing, um, kind of question how hard doing hair is. And he thought that we, our job was harder. And I was like, Oh no, asshole. No, we, <laughs> we get hours with one person. Are you out of your mind? I was yeah. like, we, we have hour long consultations that we like to, we get to book for a later date. We get to prepare mm-hmm. ourselves for it. I was like, you have to on the spot, on the spot. And create and do it within stress schedules, because if yeah. your client's five minutes late, it snowballs the entire rest of the day. You might not eat that day. You might, mm-hmm. and you have to be lovely. <laughs> yes. You want them to come back. Yep. I, I, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So the retention is like, it, it, that's the key to it. Rather than that one time feat of awesome, mm-hmm. you, you, the crowd work is everything. You know, the people work is everything. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, I, you know, I I've always said to myself, like, I'm, I'm funny on accident. Like I'm funny conversationally <laughs> and it's because I'm dumb. Like half the time I'm just like, <laughs> I, I put blonde in my hair so I can match like, yeah, right. <laughs> the inner like shit. <laughs> I have a feeling yeah. that my comedy would be very self-deprecating. Yeah. That's my comedy self-deprecating. Definitely. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy and it's so safe to, to like, um, because it, it, it does. It, I think, like you said, the storytelling is, is, uh, is a good, good phase because like in, um, public speaking, they ask you to do it. Your first speech is a speech about yourself. So it's mm-hmm. the easiest icebreaker. Um, but yeah, like through through personal storytelling, I think that that's the most healing form yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that 
it, people are a lot easier. Like they, once they know that you're willing to make fun of yourself then they kind of their buttholes relax, you know, yeah. like they're like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. Like I can, like, yeah, I can be, I can be kind of chill around. Them now. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is not a bad person. They yeah. at least have some self analysis. They're aware. Um, <laughs> um yeah. It would make it more fun for me too. I think that the issue that I would have with uh, any kind of crowd work would be like, um, I'm not vicious and I don't, um, I'm not either. And I don't think you are either. Like you're mm -hmm. very kind. And, um, that's sometimes I think that when you see people with good crowd work, they're able to, they're really able to kind of bring out the absurdity in people and, and they yeah. can get a little dark <laughs> and yeah. that's what makes it it's, really nice. The <sighs> It's easy when they talk to you because sometimes you'll try and do talk crowd work and they'll just kind of like give you like a one word answer and kind of shell up. <laughs> but the more you can get out of people, the funnier it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I I do the kind of turn it back to, okay, you said this. How is it? How does that experience? How can I make that experience self-deprecating for me? Yeah. So then I'll throw something back out there that makes me look dumb, but I get the you know. That's a I good mean? mental. Yeah. Right That's a good yeah. question. I yeah. love that. I love but that. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll try and do some crowd work, and the crowd's just not having it, and I just have to go back to material. Um, yeah. 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 What? How do you? How do you formulate your material? Because I mean, you're. What's the longest sets that you do? Um, I I will be in I've had I've headlined um a place called Cult Classic out in uh Kent Island. Oh right on. Uh, I did a 35 minute set there. That's long. And um I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina for New Year's. I'm doing two two feature sets there which are 30 minutes a piece, I believe. That's so awesome. So that's generally about the longest. I have about probably 40 minutes of material but I wouldn't do 40 minutes of time because it's like, I have to add the material that I don't really, not that I'm not comfortable with it, but I don't really like it as much as my other material. I'd rather have my A stuff and not throw in B and C, you know? Right. Um, so right. yeah, I would say a solid half hour. Okay. Right on. Solid half hour. Yep. And how do you develop it? Five minutes at a time. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, Generally, you develop it by going to open mics. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's trial and error. You know, you go in, try this joke, doesn't work. Go to a different open mic, try the joke a little different. You might get a chuckle. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> and you know, a single joke may take a month yeah. to get right, you know. Yeah. Uh, How many different, um, so... Are you mostly DMV area right now, or are are you up and down the East Coast a little bit more? I'm up and down the East Coast a little bit more this year. Um, okay. I would say last year I was pretty much strictly DMV, but this okay. year I've you know I've been able to go up to uh, Philly, New Jersey. Um, I'll be in North Carolina. I, well, second time being in North Carolina this year, um, and of course Raleigh. I mean, sorry, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Delaware. Um, trying to get to austin i just a little broke right now i can't afford the plane ticket <laughs> but it's rough, I dude. Out there. it's yeah. rough i mean i wish people understood that like uh you're you're really really lucky if you break even in the beginning it's really it's really just oh you're gonna you're gonna lose money probably mm -hmm. the first year or two absolutely would like, you say that three yeah. years in is about when because i i tell people all the time within business the first like three years is spending a lot of money to make money and three years in is when you really start seeing a little bit of profit maybe yeah i would say yeah uh, yeah you're three years yeah, yeah it's about right i mean you know for some people you know maybe mm -hmm. a little longer some people a little faster yeah but the, okay. on average i'd say three years is when you start seeing money yeah. Um, the second year, where, like I said, I didn't do any shows the first year. Um, the second year when I started doing shows, they were all free. Most, they were 90% free shows, so I didn't get paid. Yeah. So it was just me traveling and getting my time. That's where the, you know, you're going to lose money because I have to pay for gas. I got to pay for food. Right. If I, I had to teach myself that I can't drink every time I go do comedy because that adds up, even if it's just one beer. Okay, it's one beer, but I did comedy four times this week. Yeah, that's that's, that's money out of my pie. That's a lot of money, you know. So, 
Uh, I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad that you touched on it. Do you, do you feel like a little liquid lubrication helps or is that just to wait, wait the time? Um, mostly just to wait the time. Um, mm -hmm. I generally try and be as clear headed as possible before I go on stage. Yeah. And then after I come off stage and then, you know, drink maybe a joint or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, I try and be as clear headed as possible. And for some comedians, that's not the, like uh, my friend Justo, he can't like he has to have a joint before yeah. and meet five minutes before he goes on stage. He has to have, you know, yeah. A, and it works for him. But for me, I, I have to be somewhat clear headed. Um, well, it's it's a it's a nice balance of like yeah. what, what will get you through the anxiety or the the pre fight hype kind of thing. I'm like mm -hmm. you. I, I like a lot of clarity because I'm a planner. Yeah. And once I'm in the groove of something, then I'm like, oh, OK. And, um, and you know, something I've I've also and I think this is about myself. I become what I am. So if I'm a little tipsy, my delivery is going to come out like yeah. as a like a drunkard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I'm yeah. high, my delivery is going to sound like I'm shaggy from Scooby Doo, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, and I was just going to say, yeah. if, if, um, like, like I've had with clients who are big pot smokers, they're mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, do you want to, do you want to smoke with me? I can tattoo like that if mm -hmm. I'm, but, but it's one of those things where if I know that the crowd is all on the same drug, great. Mm -hmm. Cause then yeah. we're all laughing together. Yeah. Laughing together. But yeah. if I'm smoking pot and you're here, you're drinking, that's going to be yeah. a disconnect. And it's yeah. the same thing with me and a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, I found my groove within music when I knew that all of us were on psychedelics and that was EDM festivals. I was like, okay. this is yeah. amazing, but, <laughs> but yeah. you can only be that way if you're unsure that you're all on the same, you're substances. all on the same, yeah. same plane. Yeah, absolutely. Like, had, um, <laughs> go ahead. I, bro I broke my, my little rule. Um, it was in October. Uh, my friend had a show called High Thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it was literally they encouraged the crowd to come in, smoke weed before they come in and put um, put like a, we had a cup and just put thoughts on a piece of paper and put them in the cup. And when we were done doing our set. We pick out of the cup. And kind of riff on what oh that's what awesome wrote down so that was one where i actually got high before i got on stage because i was like yeah. everybody's high i gotta get on the same plane as these yep. people you know what i mean yeah <laughs> no totally yeah. well yeah. And that's been the disconnect for me for most um punk shows and stuff alcohol is like the major thing and i don't i can't i can't i no matter how much when i was younger yeah but now that it's it just takes even. too much out of me yeah it really does. i was a little fucking nerd right away mm -hmm. like i knew what i wanted to be like very early on honestly it mm -hmm. was the saving grace for me in so much of my life was knowing that i wanted to pursue art if it wrecked my ability to do anything the next day it was off the table for me so mm -hmm. alcohol as soon as i experienced my first yeah. hangover i was like oh dear no, god this isn't no. me. <laughs> hell to the no i feel like uh, crap uh, <laughs> like this is not feasible for me um and and now whenever i start like you said if if i start slurring my words or i start feeling uncontrolled i yeah i mean i don't even that. yeah, yeah. i already do it so yeah. if I do that more. Exactly. I've been punched in the head enough. I don't need to sound like I've been punched anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Like that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Um on top of uh I mean, I guess uh who are some of your your idols in the comedy land? Like like people that you look up to or that you I'm glad you told me that because people ask me this all the time, and I like so many people, it's actually hard to come up with like a list. Yeah. Um, but the other day I really sat down and thought about working comedians. Um, my top three working are Joe Coy. I love Joe Coy. Um, Nate Bargazzi. I don't think I know him very well. Oh, he's hilarious. Really? He's okay. Hilarious. Nate Margotzi. I'm glad we're Nate putting him Nate and um, what's his name? Uh, Ali Sadiq. Oh, love Ali. Probably my three favorite working right now. My favorite of all time is Sinbad. Oh, 
Sinbad's awesome. <laughs> yes, he's he's the goat to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He is, Sinbad. man. I grew up, I grew up watching Sinbad. He's still funny. Like you can go today, you can go on Netflix and go watch a Sinbad special from 1988, and it's still just as hilarious today. Yeah. Like it, it's he doesn't like some specials, if you go back and watch them, they're they're relevant to the time that they're in so a lot of materials is just like dated material he always talked about stuff that you know you could talk about 20 years from now and it'd still be relevant you know oh man diary listeners it's getting real the new year is coming up and uh, i i usually don't have a resolution but i do this year and I wanted to give you guys two of my regular commercials that I I typically shout out intermittently throughout the year. They're great, great people individually and the services they offer. And when it comes to the other, it's, it's just invaluable information that you can gather. And it's both are so worth the money. So without further ado, I, I introduce these two shout outs. Okay. Part of the mission of this podcast is to share really awesome people with all of you. So go check out Eden Health. This is my friend John Simmons' company. Through it, he does acupuncture, nutrition, microneedling, light therapy, but it doesn't stop there, everyone. <laughs> like it's he's He's a wealth of knowledge, and I welcome all of you to meet him, go talk to him, reach out to him. You can find him at EdenHealthMD.com. Hey, are you somebody who likes to draw? Are you somebody who wants to draw better? Are you someone who tattoos? Are you somebody who wants to tattoo better? Well, then I recommend that you go to our special offer in our show notes of this podcast page. Our website is theapprenticeshipdiaries.com and on this page you'll find all our listed episodes. Within there, the show notes, there will be a link, TAD10. Click on there and find yourself 10% off a year's worth of the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. It will make you better. That was the beauty of the the 80s and 90s, honestly. Yep. Um, when people talk to me as if I don't know, I'm like, bitch, I grew up in the 90s. Are you? Yeah, no. We were all fucking each other. Yeah. We were yeah, all getting much. over our shit, man. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. happened to you assholes where you just, yeah. you know, your butts puckered up again. I don't know what happened, yeah. but we were yeah. getting over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure were. We were mixing and mingling, man. We were talking to each other. We were coming up with great stuff we were i was like i don't i don't know what y'all are talking about but the the 80s (laughs) and 90s was a hot spot where everybody was like talking about real things we were trying to get over our shit and Mm -hmm. it does it carries over um going back to simbad i'm glad you brought him up because the question that i want to ask you that was not on my my little pre-script is do you have um do you have a look? Because Simbad, he's noted for those very signature outfits <laughs> that he would wear, loud sweaters and stuff. Do like I that. have a look? I don't know. Uh, I definitely think I have a unique style. Um, yeah. I don't think I have a look. Uh, you know, most of the time I'm going to be probably in in the winter time. I'm either going to have a hoodie or a flannel on, and okay. in the summertime is t- it's graphic t shirts, pretty much okay. across right the board. On. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have a do you have a favorite like uh, graphic T-shirt company that you go with or that you? No, but my favorite graphic T-shirt is one I have that has Anthony Bourdain on the front of it. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. That's that's, that's my one. favorite favorite that's T-shirt. One. It's yeah. iconic. It really is. Um, I think that uh, you know, it's it's everything, right? Like, um, yeah. I mean, you're a graphic designer, so you know yeah. the subtleties of 
a package and yes. you know down to the font down to you know color yep. coordination and stuff like mm -hmm. that um i have a friend who's an artist and um he loves doing car shows and stuff and one of his major things that he does is he wears these really loud hawaiian shirts because <laughs> um, he loves tiki kind of yeah. stuff and you know right. like that's his thing is like um that and but car shows i do have to say i'm very i i am conscious about what i'm wearing on stage mm -hmm. i don't particularly think i have a style but i'm very like is this aesthetic gonna work on this backdrop you yeah. know sometimes you'll go into a place and um you'll have on uh, there'll be a red you'll have on a red shirt and then you got a red basically curtain behind you oh, so now shit. you're blending into the wall you know and it's stuff that you know yeah normally I, the audience probably doesn't think about it but i try and tape all of my sets so when i get home and i'm like i'm invisible yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> this isn't well, gonna work <laughs> well no joke i mean it's a, it's yeah. a factor in my profession too like uh uh I just I just met up at a tattoo convention and there was a guy teaching us about how to um, take photographs on different skin tones. And he's like, you know, if you have a darker skin tone, mm -hmm. you have to have a lighter background. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And especially the way the camera lens receives that light. It's so important. And same thing with tonalities. If you have a warmer skin tone, you want a cooler background. You want you want things that can neutralize it a lot more. So those things are very subtle, but they make all the difference in how you perform. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. I definitely think it's it's a conscious effort of, of you know, I have the assumption that somebody's going to at least take a picture at every show. Mm -hmm. So I need to be somewhat presentable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, I don't want to be some random floating head that like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, is exactly. just blending with a curtain. That might be its own kind of funny thing, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you come out and be like, I really wanted to match this curtain. Check this out, guys. How yeah. do I do? <laughs> Here we go, guys. <laughs> is my head floating yet? Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, fantastic. Um, Let's see. Uh, if if there's somebody, I mean, it sounds like I don't know. I I I'm I'm not in the comedy world. Um, but if there was some some nuggets of advice to give people who wanted to get into this, what would you give them? Um, just try it. Just, yeah. I mean, I could tell you. There's a lot of advice I can give to people who are already, <laughs> you know a year in and they need advice on how to get, you know, shows and things like that. But for somebody who just, you know, wants to try it, just, just go to an open mic. That's, that's the first step. Um, mm -hmm. You don't, you're going to get five minutes. You don't even have to use that five minutes, you know, write, write three small jokes, you know, spend three minutes on stage and get off. But the important things is you got to get behind the mic in front of somebody. You're probably not nine, nine, nine times out of 10. You're probably your first time. You're going to do absolutely horrible, but the first time is the hardest. The right. second time you go up, you're going to be a little less nervous. The third time you go up, you're going to be even a little less nervous. You know, you want to get to a point where even if you're bombing, you're not nervous. I would think it would be um, a gift yeah. to bomb. Right the away. gift the gift is to bomb that's what yes. you learn yeah yeah uh, people because think bombing is a bad thing but no. that's where you learn that's how you figure out what jokes are going to work and what reactions are going to work and you know things like that well even just to uh, compare it to tattooing my apprentice she her first tattoo was solid man like it was mm -hmm. really good very high confidence and um it was on her husband and he mm -hmm. he like your compassionate space that like honored the time that you were going on. He mm -hmm. was a place where it was, there was not going to be any problem. He had, he had vowed to love her forever. He had yeah. a collection of, of first <laughs> tattoos that he really, really was passionate about having the first tattoo. Mm -hmm. So it was a very kind space. And then after that, I had her tattoo herself and holy shit. Different. <laughs> she freaked the fuck out and she was, she's like looking up because like at one point we like 
realized that she was looking over her own leg and she couldn't see there was it was casting a shadow over her limb and she couldn't see so i had to like strap a headlamp to her and like she looks (laughs) up from this headlamp and she's like i'm humbled (laughs) i was like and my boss at, the, at this point had to like come in and he's very, he was very goofy and, yeah. and he like did this deep squat and he's like, you got to learn to breathe through your butthole and like, <laughs> <laughs> he had to like shake off everything. But she was like super fucking freaked out after that. And, and it was because she had such a good first one that we like really celebrated um you know, we went out to dinner afterwards and I was like, Oh, you know, you've graduated and, and, <laughs> In retrospect, mm-hmm. it would have been better if she had, you know, felt the heat. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> because it only got worse after that with like clients and herself. And I didn't get it because like when I tattooed myself, first of all, I don't, mm-hmm. my body, I, I came out the gate, like disappointed. Uh, so yeah, so I was like, <laughs> gotcha. you know, like, well, we'll put stickers all over this bitch. You know, people talk about you would never put a sticker on a Maserati. I was like, well, how I, I guess not. But that's not what I was given, man. I was given a fucking Civic, a Honda Civic right out the gate. So I'm putting stickers all over it. Mm-hmm. Um- <laughs> and another, you know, another, I guess another word of advice I would say is it's going to be discouraging out of the gate. Like out of the gate, it's going to be discouraging. It's going to be discouraging for a little while, but then you're going to get to a place where it's like, I'm having the best time of my life. Um, I'm meeting a bunch of new people. I'm meeting people I thought I'd never meet before. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm making large crowds laugh. It's really good feeling. So, you know, getting, you got to go to open mics. They're some of the worst places in the world. but they're a necessity. And at some point you're going to get to a point where your writing is going to get consistent mm-hmm. where you don't really need to go to open mics. You can use free shows as kind of an open mic um, or you can become a regular at a comedy club like I do. So I, Mondays and Tuesdays, yeah. um, it's a showcase, but I'm using that to, you know, half of it'll be old material. Half of it'll be new material. Cause that's, right. that's my workout space now. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, just getting past that open mic phase, it's going to be discouraging. It's going to be hard. Um, but once you get past it, you're going to have the time of your life. Yeah. It's patience. Um, Got to have patience. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you, it, I mean, was there things that really helped you get out of that headspace? Um, I mean, you do BJJ and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'm sure those are, you know, things that we've really shown you. To be honest, that's the number one thing I had. I started doing, let's see, let's see, June will be 15 years at ground control. So I started doing comedy nine years in Mm -hmm. and I knew where I was at nine years, Um, you know, and they always said, you know, in in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they always say the average person gets their black belt in 15 years. Right. So I took that as the same thing for comedy. Like I'm going to develop and I'm not really going to get my black belt to comedy until, you know, I'm 15, 20 years in. Right. So I just need to enjoy the ride until I get there. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. um, and I think I, I, if I hadn't been in jujitsu and mixed martial arts, I probably would have quit comedy to be yeah. honest. But yeah. I, I know from firsthand experience when you show up and you put in the repetitions, you're going to get better and opportunities are going to present themselves. Yep. You just got to be patient. You know? yep. And like I said, I, I still get discouraged because, you know, oh. there's guys who, you know, I've been doing this for six years. There's guys who've been doing it for three years and are on tour with guys from Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, so I get a little discouraged, yeah. but then I, I, I go back, you know? I'm not a black belt yet. I need to yeah, I need and to just take my time, put in my reps, and I'll get to where I'm going as long yeah. as I don't give up, you know? Well, and then no matter what, as long as you're pursuing something that you really love to do, I mean, I think that's the key, right? Like, yeah. at any Absolutely. point, if if, you know, God 
says, you know, you don't get another day. I did everything mm -hmm. I could up until that day to do what mm -hmm. I felt I needed to do. And also, I'll state this way harder for women. Yeah. Uh, comedy, no, I, comedy is a boys club. It definitely is a boys club. Um, Why do you think that is? I have my own, I have my own philosophy, but. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. There's a ton of funny women out there. Um, do you want to know why I think it is? Yeah. Why do you think? That's a good question. I think, and I've experienced this in leadership, mm -hmm. no matter what anybody says mm -hmm. about girls are the same as boys and blah, blah, blah. I think that women listen to men better. And I think women and, and men listen to men better. And I also think that in the space that men see women, they don't want to laugh at women. They, they want to be attracted by women. Mm -hmm. They want to, they want to be validated by women, but they don't want a woman to make them laugh. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Like sincerely, I think that because it's the space that a woman has to go to mm -hmm. uh, in order to get those laughs, it's a lot more comfortable for men to feel that way because men, I think men don't want to think that a woman think that a woman has gone there because it it wrecks our rep reputation it wrecks the the place that we you know as a mother as mm -hmm. a, a nurturer as a, a caretaker and I think that unveiling that is very upsetting to men because it 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 wrecks their illusion of us that helps yeah. them yeah. well and and with other women that competition, man, it's like on fucking, <laughs> it's like above, it's like, we are so big about, I mean, it's weird though, because it, it doesn't make any sense because we outweigh men. Like there's more of us yeah. than men, but yeah. competitively, like, it's just like other women don't appreciate other women telling them what to do. They just are like, bitch, I'll fuck your face up. Like, like, yeah. don't don't at me like that or don't tell don't don't or like stop telling all our secrets yeah like you know like it's that yeah. i don't know it's like a trust kind of thing and it's and it's a weird relationship but i i do i do see it being a lot harder for it's women yeah it's way. definitely um i mean there's a ton of like some of the funniest people in baltimore are women mm -hmm. um, yeah but there's just not like for every 10 guys there's one girl um and then half of those girls aren't getting booked. And to be honest with you, it's, and I've heard this, I've heard female comedians say this, they're just not really aggressive enough about approaching bookers mm -hmm. to where it's like, like, women will come up to me. It's like, how do I get this? And I asked, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. sent them an email. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you got to be hungry. Yeah. They're not going to come to you. Yeah. And you when, and and also you got to have thick skin because every five people I ask, four of them say no. Mm -hmm. You got to get used to to yep. guys being like, uh, uh, we got we already got enough comedians," or them not even. You right. know, you ask them, "Hey, is there a show?" and they don't even respond to you sometimes. <laughs> you bring yeah. up another good yeah. point because that's yeah. the constant thing in the in the. Wage I don't gap. think women. Yeah. handle that as well yeah. as men do we're not asked we don't ask yeah. for enough raises we don't yeah. ask for enough acknowledgement for the things that we we actually bring to the table mm -hmm. um and i i also think that um men are willing to get a little more crazy too because yeah. <laughs> you know they're they're willing to stay up later they're willing to put their bodies through i think a more rigorous which is probably why we last longer usually yeah, it's true it's because <laughs> it's we don't, true. we're like no fuck that i'm not doing that. <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> like, like but that's what that's what pushes you is if you're willing to leverage sanity and your own mm. health a lot of the times that'll that'll scale you really fast and i do think that that's something that women are like yeah so yeah my advice for women who are looking to get in comedy same thing as before go to an open mic write a little mm -hmm. bit of material but also you're going to have to be more aggressive yeah. than you probably naturally are. You're going to have to take more chances than the guy next to you, you know? Um, Do you think it helps? Still get there. <laughs> yeah. 
I wonder if it helps. Like, I don't, I don't know how much visuals make a difference, but I do think that, um, the reason why I love like Eliza Schlesinger, for example, is because she's so physical in her comedy yeah. and yep. she's able to do voices and she's, she's suit. I don't, I mean, the she's physical, dynamic. She can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> the physical expressions that yep. she has. I mean, my God, it's like so interactive with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would think that that helps women a lot more too, as if they're able to be a little bit more dynamic on multiple levels of their comedy, unless yeah, and just being able to show confidence up on stage as well. You know, yeah. um, you can't, you know, you just, you can't, at, you have the microphone. This is your show. You can't take shit from anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. So <laughs> you got to have that confidence when you have that microphone in your head, you know? True. True. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, I guess I think we've gone like naturally through like a whole thing. We've done like a good solid hour and a half here. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's nice. Right. I mean, so yeah. I think there was some nuggets even in here that you might be like, like, wow. Cool. <laughs> I'm have to listen to this back. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to share everything with you. Um, don't oh, you worry. Awesome. You can, you can pull whatever you want from it um, and use it. You might have some really nice crowd nuggets there. Good. Um, good. Is there anything closing that you want to say? I mean, uh, let people have attention to how best if they want to work with you um how can they get in touch with you what's the best line of communication um always always follow me on byron brooks comedy on instagram um i don't just say that for you to follow me a lot of these bookers are looking at how many followers you have to get shows so any comedian doesn't matter what tier comedian they are if you want to support them follow them on social media okay Um, also, um, if you're in North Carolina, New Year's Eve, I'll be featuring two shows there at uh, Good Nights Comedy Club. And most importantly, just support all of your local artists, whether it's comedy, art, music, any any type of art. Just just support. Just come out and support us. Come. You can you can like my flyers as much as you want. You can share them, but come out to the show. That's, that's okay. really how you support. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and go I get might... a tattoo from Amy. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I was just going to say, I might, um, after yeah. this next, uh, cause today I have, uh, somebody I'm putting out for the podcast. And then I think she has a two-parter that we're doing, but I might, I might bump somebody else for you just so that we get this word out as soon as possible yes. so that people can actually activate this. Plus this is such I've been wanting to interview a comedian for so long and it makes me feel so dumb. I'm not following on you. (laughs) I have just so you know, I have, what is it? I have three. I'm just going to prepare you for what you're going to get here for me. Okay. You don't freak out. Yeah. Um, Because you're going to learn a lot about Amy. Um, (laughs) So might everybody here on, because I'm an open book, but I don't think people realize how much of an open book I am. I have two two uh for just tattooing alone i have Mm -hmm. one for the podcast i have Mm -hmm. two individual instagrams for both my cats and i have a nude modeling one too so you're gonna a lot of me um but i'm gonna (laughs) follow you with each of those my cat has an instagram page too so i feel (laughs) so you're gonna get all of that and if anybody wants to follow all of those of mine god bless but um you know but I, I will, you will have that many new followers. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, just to put it out there. Um, but oh, yeah, also, also um, Byron Brooks design on Instagram. If you need any type of graphic design needs, I do flyers, stationaries, and anything, anything graphic design with clothes. I design clothes for people. So, you know, awesome. that out as well. That's awesome. I um great resource. I, I'm gonna follow you just for the interaction. I need to talk to you more. You're you're way dope. But I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. promise you that before I bombard you with anything, I'm gonna go out and see you. Uh, nice. Thank you very much. First, um, because that's awesome. Much. And I I miss the BJJ crowd so much. You guys are. I if I can add to this in closing, I I do. I only did a year. But yeah. it was one of the most physically amazing years of my life and mentally progressive years of my life. I think that all people should experience BJJ. If nice. get on the mat, it is so grounding. It is. Um, it's so grounding. It really yeah. is. Um, it's amazing. 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, I keep hearing hints, but supposedly getting my black belt in January. So that's oh, hope that I'm happens. So excited yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. I hope they don't whip you too bad. Are no, I, they... <laughs> I never look forward to that. <laughs> and that's another thing. Go to Ground Control Owings Mills. Yes, go to Ground Control Owings Mills. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. it, amazing. That's my family. It's not just a team. That's that it's a family. Um we've grown, to, we've expanded, we have daycare, we have summer camps. Um if you want to train and you have a kid, we have people to take care of them for you. So there's no excuse. Come 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 join us. <laughs> get the whole family involved. Yep. I mean it's get so the good entire for kids. Family involved. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and and that's what I knew about that too is that the the people who work with the kids are in, incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, but thank you so much for this. No problem. You thank are amazing. You. I'm excited to go see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, have a great holiday uh, season, and I'm gonna wish you all the best for this uh, this New Year's and everything. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of awesome stuff ahead, but thank cool. you. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. All right, diary listeners, you heard it. You heard it all, what it takes. Either get on the mat, get on the stage, do the thing that you've been terrified to do because quite frankly, that's that's what it takes, man. And who better to deliver that message to us than Byron? Byron, thank you so much. Congrats on your black belt. Very, very hopeful about everything ahead for you. I really hope you have a great time, a safe time in Riley, North Carolina at Good Nights. I, I hope it's an awesome show. You have a great time. It, I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy that we were able to get you on the show beforehand. I got to come out and see you. Everyone, very, very happy 2024. Can't believe it. It's coming up. It hasn't happened yet. But I'm ready. Ready. God bless, diary listeners. Thanks for listening. You can find the Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to hearing, hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.